0: The Smiley J Artist Zone, a platform for and about independent artists, music, interviews, and much, much more. Now, give it up. Your host, Smiley J. Welcome
1: to the Smiley J Artist Zone a platform dedicated to independent artists where artists can come and hang out and share their music and also uh, chit-chat about a little bit of everything. I'm your show host, Smiley J. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in and hanging out with me today. I'm here each and every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, you can also catch the show on your favorite podcast platform such as Apple, Amazon, iHeart, Pandora. You know, I'm in most major podcast directories as well as a host of others. Now as we continue this month-long observance of Black Music Appreciation Month where I will, you know, feature a special guests each week from the music industry and highlight all of their contributions. Uh, so let's go ahead and get on with it. Now today's guest is Mr. Myron Ruffin from Unlimited Wealth Entertainment. Myron has years of experience in the music industry where he has worked in various positions excelling in all. He really is a jack of all trades. Now, I'm not sure if he can sing, though. We're going to find out. Then, Myron was the recent recipient of the 2021 Indie Souls Awards Promotions Person of the Year. You guys, please help me welcome Mr. Myron Ruffin. (laughs) Greetings. Welcome to the Smiley J Artisone. How are you today, sir?
0: I'm well. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I want to thank you for hanging out with me, you know, today and, uh, and being my special guest as we celebrate Black Music Appreciation Month.
0: I'm glad to be here.
1: Yes, yes. Now, before we dive into Black Music Appreciation Month, you know, I just want to give my audience a little background on you. Now, you, okay. have years, you have years of experience in the music <laughs> industry. I just want to take some time and highlight some of your many jobs, many positions that, that you had in the music industry and still still holding down. Uh, event planning, um, concert promotions, road manager, uh, label and distribution consultant, artist, producer, manager, show producer. Uh, wait a minute, show producer for the Cleveland Family Unity in the, in the Park Jazz Festival.
0: Yep. Family Unity in the Park, concert and fireworks.
1: And fireworks. Now, at, then, then, yeah,
0: at Luke Easter Park. And Luke Easter was the third... African-American baseball player in the major leagues after Jackie Robinson and Larry Doby. And they named the park after him. What's his name again? Luke Easter.
1: Luke, See, I told you I have smart guests and I'm always learning. I get excited when I learn new things.
0: Yeah, he was a Cleveland Indian and Larry Doby was a Cleveland Indian as well. And he was the second um, player, uh, African-American player to make it into the major leagues. He was the first in the American League.
1: Wow. Well, look, look at that. We, we've learned this. Well, I'm learning something. My audience may have already known this, but thank yeah, you. Thank now, Absolutely. Now, now, is this an annual event?
0: Yeah, it was. An, it's an annual event up until this year. Uh, we had to retire the event as a result of COVID. And uh, as a result of some other issues that were happening where we couldn't get a permit for the park this year. OK, uh, it, it annually has gone on the last uh, weekend in July. Uh, it was an event in which uh, brought out about anywhere between 10 to 20,000 people. Wow. Uh, and I did it for 17 years. I produced the event and booked the event for 17 years, our company. And um, it was an event that merged uh, old school talent with, with jazz with Neil. soul. there was a lot of artists that appeared on the stage from every genre, from the SOS band to the dramatics, to the parliament wow! Uh, to Eric Roberson, Anthony David, to Kanye Doss, uh, to Jeff Bradshaw, um, to you name it. Stokely Mint condition, the average white band, um, loose ends. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. So it was pretty much a annual thing The whispers. So it was, it was an annual event. Um, and we, merged this with the community. It was a free event in which we merged the corporate community with the inner city. So thus, uh, we had a combination of block grant funds that was coming through the city of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And we merged that with uh, corporate support who provided sponsorships. And then we had people who were vendors. If they had a food license, they could sell food. If they had other license in particular that when meets health and safety standards, they can do that. So it was a community event that bridged every sector of the community. And when we ended, we actually had six councilmen and their funding involved with it. So
1: nice, nice. I know, yeah. I know that uh, uh, the folks of Cleveland are going to really miss this event, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully they can bring it back. Who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, I hope they bring it back, and I hope that it's with with new energy. Uh, I remember. People meeting each other there and getting married, and they now have kids as a result wow. of meeting at this event.
1: <laughs> a real, so, conne- a real connected event, huh?
0: A real connected event, and that's the the beauty of it. And, uh you know, my daughter's twenty one years old now. She just graduated from college, and she was a baby when I first started doing. Well, congratulations
1: this to your daughter, and I, I know you. you must be Thank very you. proud. That's that's a yep, yeah.
0: She's entering into another phase of her life and going to graduate school, and. Uh, at rice university in the fall in houston
1: all right what's her name
0: her name is makai
1: shout out to you makai keep doing what you're doing girl
2: <laughs>
1: so um did i miss anything that you you are currently a marketing uh, promotion manager uh, uh with rt music group is that am i accurate
0: yeah well, rt music group i've been the marketing promotions um the head of marketing promotions for 15 years now. Um, it's the label for Grammy Recording Artist Dwelle. Mm-hmm. And so I've handled everything from his radio to his booking in the, for the past 15 years. Um, and then there is my company, which I've had in, the, in business for the last almost 24 years. Uh, it'll be 24 years this October. And uh, it's Unlimited Wealth Entertainment. We're a multimedia company that specializes in events planning, concert promotion, and music marketing and promotion. So we actually, just like a, a, a screenplay writer, we write the screenplays for movies. We actually write a lot of the setup for a lot of artists releases. In particular, in doing that as well, we set up their radio campaigns and a lot of their marketing campaigns and their online and digital promotions as well. So that was the first aspect of the business that we had focused on for the first 10 years. Mm-hmm. Then what ultimately happened was, uh, like all of people who want to get wise, wiser in this, is you sit down with your accountant and see how can I open up more business and bring in more revenue. Well, I just so happened at the time was, referring a lot of business to a lot of uh, individuals in the business who I was uh, under the impression was responsible for, uh, would be responsible in booking a lot of a uh, talent that in black music uh, that we were often involved with. And it just came to a point where if artists didn't have new records out, there was no reason for these people to even lift a finger to book them.
1: Well, and so makes
0: sense. well, it does and it doesn't because if you take it, a group that has a catalog, they should be able to work while oh, they yeah. have well, a that's
1: record. Different. Yeah, that's totally yeah. different. Yeah,
0: so we had artists like that who we built careers with. I mean, you know, Kanye Dawson's on our ninth album now. Um, Anthony David, I've worked with for nine years in managing him.
1: And they these obviously the have catalog of, of music. They yeah. have
0: an enormous catalog, yeah. Jolet and whatnot. So ultimately, he showed me the number on a piece of paper on how much money was going out the door to people who, I, after a while, I, it wasn't up for me to say that they deserved to make that or not. But the facts were that it spelled out that that wasn't a job that they were cut out to do.
1: So oh, okay.
0: we bring, began to bring that back into play because we were already producing many shows anyway. Um, Family Family in the Park, as we mentioned, the ATL Soul Life Music Festival, which All I right. co-produced for uh, Jeremy Hill, the Royal Entertainment. And then also the LA Soul Music Festival, the first one which we brokered talent for, uh, which was Mark Douglas's event out at the... Gene Archery Museum in particular. So we were doing a lot of things around the country. I'm one of the actual lead brokers of talent that the City Winery franchise referred to uh, in all the locations throughout the country. And so when I began to take that back indoors, uh, then it became a real change for artists to continue working, whether they had an album out or, or single out or not. Um, because they were catalog artists and there were people who were fans. They and were to hear fans. They want to hear them. They want to yeah, hear them and see yeah. them. I mean, Frankie Beverly hasn't made a new album in 25 years, and, but yet we still want to go in here before I let go and after the morning after and yeah, happy feelings true. and all the other stuff. So, you know, that's the industry, unfortunately, caters to, you know, the new flavor of the, of the month. And the unfortunate thing is many of these artists who people are still fans of still sh- should be uh, honored to continue to work without having to do that if they didn't want to do that. I mean,
2: yeah, we, if you want to you know, start a family,
0: you- if you want to you want to start a family or you want to be able to explore other aspects of your life, it still should mean that this over here should take a, a back seat because you don't have something out right now to be Able to continue to work, and that I've never agreed with that supply side philosophy. I just never, I'm glad you
1: broke that down because now I mean, you're in it, you know, all about it, and that makes a lot of sense. Right? You know, you have fans that are fans for life, and they want to hear their favorite artists, whether they have new music out or not. You know, right? Go out and support them.
0: Now, the ironic part about that when everybody was sitting at home when during this pandemic is that one of the things we we were accessible in doing considering that I was lower to many you know, artists in that way was that there was a lot of artists who knew that their, their biggest source of income was them being able to stream and receive sound exchange payments so thus I began to market a lot of their stuff to radio throughout this pandemic a lot of artists came out with new records because one they had time to record them because they weren't on the road and Two, they were already in ownership of their own catalog and an ownership of what they would put out. So you had a lot of artists that did very well during this time and I, we were thankful as a company to help them do well,
2: uh, given the,
0: the circumstances of the pandemic. So now they're coming out the pandemic in a much more luminous state that they can work whenever they want to work now. And, you know, thankfully our phone is not, uh, a, a pause from ringing right now. It's ringing quite a bit as a result of the artists being able to put in the work through this pandemic.
1: So That's a good thing. That's a good thing. I'm happy to hear yep. that. Now, I know that you obviously are no stranger to work, you know, um, <laughs> right. and you, you obviously have developed and built lots of friendships and relationships over the years yep. um, in the industry, which is a good, also a good thing. Now, I got to ask you this. In all that you do, is it difficult for you to maintain a healthy work-life balance in the midst of everything?
0: That's an excellent question. Um, I made it my intention uh, when we started my company and I started to have a, a family that uh, um, and coming from a family where my father worked from 11 at night to 7 in the morning. And so during the day, he had to sleep to get up to work again. I... I I applauded and appreciated Thomas Ruffin to no end and Pauline Ruffin, my mother mm-hmm. um, and my father having a fourth grade education. He 35 years, he had to work from 11 to seven in the morning. And that 20 of those 35 years, my mother never saw him at night. So I had vowed that one, I was going to work on things that I was truly appreciating and working on. And two, um, it was, Going to be able to, prov- I was going to provide an infrastructure and build towards an infrastructure where I could be around for my kids. So, my kids, yeah. they don't remember really never seeing me during the week, not seeing me during the week. Now, the weekends, there's a lot of weekends, there would be at least two to three weekends out of the month. I would have to go work somewhere. But during the week, I was always here for homework, uh, for basketball games. Uh, for practices to transport them to and fro. And that was, uh, once you make that commitment, you got to, you know, stick your flag in the ground and mm-hmm. it, it got to be what it's going to be. But it, it, was, it came at the sacrifice of understanding that some things you're going to have to pass up. But in the faith, a blind faith of that is that if you do solid work, people are willing to wait on when on your timeline
1: yeah, and that's that speaks, that speaks value
0: yes uh and again it, it it also taught me to live through my business um so from an accounting standpoint i was my own bookkeeper in accounting but it, it you know if it so it, if for the most part it meant me living through the company and a lot of times a, a lot of guys who are in relationships and in marriages they get their first payoff and then they're they're their lady is asking them, well, aren't you going to put anything through the bills, to the bills or whatever? And they're saying, no, I got to say this for the business. No, 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 you can't do that. You got to live through the business. Pay your electric bill through the business. Pay your utility bill through the business. Pay your your mortgage or your rent your through business. the, business. Right. the and, business. And again, if your lady sees that the business is taking care of you both, then your, your support system is going to be there. You know, so I do, I do thank my, I do thank, you know, my wife for that, um, in that respect of things and, and getting that, um, and because it was, that's something in a lot of circumstances that you, a lot of people don't really understand or get that, that being the case, um, when they get into relationships with people and then that's why the relationships fade.
1: Let me ask you this, um, And I know this probably a lot, but if you could just scale it down, what what makes a successful music promotion campaign?
0: In terms of radio? Yes. Uh, Well, one of the things that makes a successful campaign is the artist being able to define what their objectives are. So as a company, when we sit down with artists, um, we want to be able to sit down with them and ask them the first question is, what is it your objectives you're trying to accomplish here? Are you trying to get a deal or are you trying to sell as many records or get as many streams as you can independently and remain a company independently? It means controlling your own building and your own release schedule. And that's an important question because a lot of people have the, their objectives twisted. They, Mm -hmm. they say they're independent, but then they're, their, all of their moves and manifestations is to get a deal. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if you're not on the same page and managing expectations, then it's not going to work. But then you take artists, you know, for instance, like Eric Roberson, who is just literally has built an empire. And I went from paying him $1,500 a date to 15000 you know, a date. His objectives were to just be a label and release his own music and have control of his fans and how he can better build on additional business with his fans. And so what a successful campaign with him is just being able to get him heard by more people.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's done an excellent job at, at you know, building right. his fan base and, and, having a very uh, close fan community. And you know what? You hear his name, Eric Robinson. people like the music, and they just going to automatically buy the music because his music has always yep. been consistently good.
0: Good, good. And it's the same thing with Kanye Dawes, who I've worked with, and it's been the most enjoyable music uh, relationship in terms of, you know, promoting and marketing her material because from day one, I knew she was the type of artist from the first album I worked with to now her ninth, that I knew that she's an artist that wasn't going to make one record and then fall off the cliff. She mm-hmm. was going to be making music for the next twenty years, and here we are twenty years later, and this is the twentieth anniversary is coming up of a poem about Miss Doss, and so to, yes, to both
1: yes, congratulations yes, yay to her. Speaking of her, we'll we'll play some of her music today on yep. the show.
0: And so, you know, artists like her and now, you know, again, Anthony David was another one I worked with where the objectives for him was, you know, he, he didn't want to have to feel as if he had to have a single to be relevant in the marketplace, you know. And so he wanted to make sure that he made records that it defined itself and wherever they landed is wherever they landed amongst fans who knew him. Mm-hmm. He just so happened in the interim to have two huge records and a couple couple number one hits, as well as a couple of a fan favorites and stuff like boot up and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. and, some, awards. Problem. <laughs> yeah, and some awards. Yeah. yeah. So yes. with with all of that and with that come is those things. So to me, a successful campaign is to um, under project and over serve your client. And this oh, is with okay. any business. If you under-project and manage your clients' expectations, then when things happen in addition to what you have projected, then you have over them. And that's a way that you continue to have repeat business amongst clients because you're not asking them to trust you. Many of them don't know you from a can of paint. They do know of your reputation, but they don't know you. What you do ask them to do is to trust in your plan, execute it and if you execute your plan and they they step into that execution and in and, in and, and their half of it then they will learn to trust you over time
1: it's only so, inherent
0: well,
1: well you know what well, thank you for that nugget that Jim I, I had to ask that question because I do have a lot of artists that listen in on the show and I wanted them to baby have something to take with them now as we celebrate and honor black music appreciation month, Myron, what what does that mean to you and and what would you say? I guess this is kind of two part. um, What does it mean to you and what would you say to the new emerging artists who may not necessarily be familiar with this celebratory month and why it's important for them to honor and support black music?
0: Well, that's a good question. I I think, again, it's good that we have June to celebrate this this month uh, in regards to what we mean to the culture of. The, of just the country that we live in and this contribution. What black entertainers have to begin to understand, and many of them do, but more who are coming in to follow need to understand this. Entertainment is the only exportable commodity that the United States has. Okay? That means that it's, it can transfer borders and in, in, in making individuals here money. We... We can't export Ford, Chrysler and GM to other countries because they have mechanisms where they make the products that they export to us. So we have to know that this, we carry a lot of weight in the world circle, but we have to better economically understand how we get paid and from what mechanisms and what revenue streams we get paid when we come into this. I deal with so many different people that come into this over the years and 90% of them don't know where their checks are coming from. And some of them haven't even seen a royalty statement over time.
1: Mm, That's a huge number, 90%?
0: Yeah, that's about 90%. Yeah. and, And I reverberate that. I remember Dr. Drake saying the same thing. There's a lot of people who just treat this business as another form of a bank that's going to provide them a lending exercise. And that's where you have to, from day one, when you sit down with clients, discuss their expectations. Is, is it for us to shop you a deal and creating enough hysteria for that? Or is it for you to be independently, mildly and soundly on your own? And let me be honest with you, the artists that are independent, and that are have those revenue streams in place and have control of their time. They're the most happiest clients that I deal with. They don't mm. deal with depression. They don't deal with what have you. They worry about their own business model and they're not looking at anybody else's.
1: Yeah. I believe that. I believe that. I think I've, I've interviewed some of them <laughs> and I could right. T- right. Yeah. And then they also <laughs>
0: understand that if they get in business with a major It's a partnership. It's not the major being their boss. Mm -hmm. It's about the major buying into their audience. That's what that is. It's not about them auditioning for an audience that the major can't even produce for them.
1: Because they've already created their, okay, yeah, that makes, okay, gotcha.
0: And this is for any business. I mean, if you're creating, for instance, a box of cornflakes that everybody likes and Walmart comes to you and says, "We want to have your corn flakes in our store," but it but Walmart has the ideology. But here, because it's a supply side philosophy, hey, we want you to make those corn flakes at a dollar a box versus making them at two fifty a box, which you've been making them at. And you have to then now go to your local manufacturer. And say, can you make these at a bucket a box? Now, that's suppressing a business there that, that you already have a model set up with. So then you decide you're going to go into that because you're trying to please Walmart. No, it's it shouldn't be that way. Your, your business model is your business model. And Walmart should have your corn flakes in the store the way it should be. Now, I might get in trouble with other manufacturers when I say this. But the realism of it is, is that I've seen a lot of companies go through dealing with things just to get into major operations, and then once they get their stuff in that store, then they make, then the corporation makes another product just like the one you mm. got in that store to sell cheaper than the one you have.
1: All right, all right, you broke that all the way down. I love that. I love it, and I and I hope that someone, you know. Some folks out there listening get that and understand that. that business Yeah, yeah. Market. I mean,
0: it's, it's just about understanding your value and your worth and understanding your audience and have product knowledge of your audience. Because if you do, then there's no one that's going to ever be able to defeat the course that you're on. They may want to try to get in and figure it out and roadblock it to some degree, but they'll never, they'll never be able to defeat it. That's what excellence is. It's a pulse when you understand your product then excellence is a pulse, it doesn't mean that you're going to be the best every year. And it certainly mean you won't be the worst, but what it will mean is that you're a pulse is just like when you wake up every day, it's you, you keep going and going and going.
1: You know, I, you know, I really appreciate you sharing, you know, your knowledge and just breaking it down. It seems so simple, but it really isn't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. to the person who doesn't know and don't, and don't invest in the time to educate and learn about it. You know, yes, you're creating music, but you, it's very important that you know the business, you know, no, no, the business of the music and know, you know, what's ahead so that you don't fall victim <laughs> of a lot of things. That, that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and the writer Fran Lebovitz said it best. She said, it's too much democracy in the culture and not enough in society. And the mm-hmm. thing about it is that what she meant that is that everybody who felt like they should be writing a book should not be writing a book. (laughs) Okay. So you have to begin to understand Are you cut out for certain things because if you're not, then, you know, don't fake the funk and feeling as if you are, you know, and and be very real about your expectations when you manage them. If you, if it's something you wanted to do.
1: So I got to ask you this question because the time is winding down. I have two questions I want to ask you now. Then you have a client that comes to you, and they give you their, uh, you know, they tell you what they want, they give you what their, uh, what, what their expectations are, what they what they want from you, and it's a partnership. And you hear the product, and you you know you hear the music, and um, even though they know their direction, they're very clear, but the music isn't that great. Mm-hmm. So do you you know let them know, hey, you need to go back and do this again, or maybe the production isn't that great. Um, how, mm-hmm.
0: how do we How do I deal with that Yes Uh, I don't and the project okay. I tell them I have to listen to the music That's the first thing we do If I don't like the music I would just tell them this is not going to work
1: Okay okay
0: Straight- It's up to them to present me something that will work But I don't A&R it I don't say you need to do this this and this gotcha. no. Okay. The only thing I will say If I do like it Is that it, if it's Over over three minutes and fifty seconds that we need to make a radio edit for it. Here is where we need to make the cuts on what you already have to where we can now get it played.
1: Oh radio friendly, okay.
0: Exactly. But I would only tell them that if it's something that we can work with. But if it's if you I can't go in and solve anybody's murder mystery.
1: (laughs) okay okay so listen thank you so much before we go I do want to um I I want to play a quick little game it's just a fun game sure I'm gonna name an artist and I want you to give me the first word the first adjective or the first word that comes to your mind you ready yep Nina Simone
0: authenticity
1: Jay Z Hustler OJ's Cleveland (laughs)
0: her wow that one is okay (laughs) i've been knowing about her since she was nine years old because my business partner who was lauren hill's manager and worked with her um exceptional
1: okay all right boom there you have it thank you so much now listen thank you are you going to be uh are you going to be attending or organizing or promoting any events um uh, in support of black music appreciation month
0: Well, we had over 30 dates that we were brokering on a calendar, uh, that were capsized by this pandemic. And we're in the process of getting many of those on right now, the calendar. Um, we are starting that many states are opening up, uh, after July 1st and some of them opening up sooner. Um, so Right now, um, there's an enormous amount of dates that are on the calendar with, with Dwell-A right now that we're booking. Good. Um, that uh, he'll be in Atlanta July 4th and 5th at City Winery. Um, we also had to rebook uh, the Atlanta show at Maple House Theater with Avery Sunshine and Music Soul Child. It's August 8th. And then um, there is also... Um, Gregory Porter, which we had to rebook from June at Mabel house theater. We do the concert series there and that is going to be October 2nd. And, uh, you know, so it's, again, I retired from doing family unity in a park in Cleveland, but, uh, well, one door closes another open and I'm beginning a new chapter now of, of, event okay. in St. Petersburg, Florida called us, um, the, um, sunbeam music festival and i'm doing okay. with recording artist alex harris as well as suzette williams who they're my business partners with this and there is also in a venue that we'll be doing quite a bit down in saint pete called the floridian we're bringing things to but yeah there's a okay. few things Florida. if you okay right you can always go to my facebook page it's myron ruffin my two kids uh, to me taking a picture with him in Times Square is the cover page. And there's also a picture of me smaller with me hugging on my mother's neck. You, it's easy to find. Okay. Full figure, guys. But you can also spot that there. As far as stuff with Dwelle, you can go to RTMusicGroup.com and then anything regarding the City Winery franchise, which will have a number of things going into um, from both Dwelle to Jeff Bradshaw and Kanye Doss. Um, will be you can go to www.citywinery.com and find out many of those dates that are going on and are happening uh, as well
1: okay last but not least if someone wants to uh to work with you how do they how do they get in contact with you
0: yeah you can contact me I'm also on instagram uh, and in Twitter at myron rough and um and Twitter it's myron Ruff not rough but rough and then you, you can get a hold of me on Instagram, too, as Myron Ruffin, um, but you also can email me at unlimitedwealthent at gmail.com. That's E N T at gmail.com. If there's any music that you want to talk about and me setting up a marketing plan for to... Um, talk about radio and expense and cost-effective packages for that, Uh, send it to that email address as well as the music. I will need to hear it first. If it's something that I'm digging, I'll respond to it, not only just with an email, but with a phone call. If it's something that I feel like I can't do anything with, I will email you back and let you know. Um, But give it a little time, about a week or two, because things are in high volume right now.
1: All right. Well, I want to thank you for stopping by, hanging with me in the zone and dropping all those good jewels and sharing all your your wealth of experience. Uh, I do appreciate it. And I wish you well in all that you do. And uh, hopefully I can meet you face to face in the near future.
0: Yes, that's coming up. We we definitely will meet each other. And again, I thank you so much. Uh, We don't do this often because we don't have the time to do it. But when we decide to do something like this in your podcast, it's it's very valuable. Uh, to us uh, to get this information out where it's important.
1: Indeed. Indeed. And again, I appreciate you and I appreciate your time and, you know, enjoy Black Music Appreciation Month. Thank you so much. righty, Peace. Bye bye. Hi, this is Recording Artist Tips Base and you are in the Smiley J Artist Zone. I want to thank you for your listening ears and, of course, a big thank you to today's guest, Mr. Myron Ruffin, who has a wealth of knowledge about the music business that he so graciously shared with us. He shared a lot of useful information. Now, Myron works with a lot of artists. Now, if you're an artist and you are interested in his services, go ahead and hit him up. He would love to hear from you. I thought I'd end today's show by featuring the music of some artists that Myron has worked directly with. So we're going to go ahead and get on the song Celebrate by Jeff Bradshaw featuring Kanye Dawes. And uh, again, this song is entitled Celebrate, which we are doing all month and thereafter because black music is loved and appreciated all year round. Until next time, I'm going to need you guys to be well, stay safe, and remember to listen to good music. Your ears will thank you for it. I'm Snally J, and I'm out.